Right now, we're going to be starting a brand new sermon series, and we're calling it Ready or Not. And the reason we're calling it Ready or Not is because often life comes at us, whether we're ready for it or not. The ups and downs, the transitions and changes they call, they all kind of hit us, they all kind of come at us, whether we are ready for them or not. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at one of the most important parts of our life, whether we're ready for it or not. And that's called the mundane parts of our life. If you have your Bibles, turn in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 16. We're going to be looking at the life of young David this morning. So if you have access to a Bible or a tablet or a phone, turn your Bibles, Google 1 Samuel chapter 16. That's where we're going to be this morning. And we're going to be talking about the life of David. And we're going to be talking about the mundane moments of our life. You see, whether we're ready for it or not, we do have some ups and downs. We do have transitions and changes, but that's not where we spend most of our life. We spend most of our life in the mundane responsibilities, the mundane chores, the mundane tasks and details of life. Most of our life is spent in the mundane, which is why we're in this wheat field this morning. Because this wheat field kind of represents the mundane parts of our life. It's just kind of, it kind of all runs together. It's all kind of the same. It's boring after a while. It's plain. And when you eat it, it is kind of bland. That's what most of our life is spent in, the mundane moments. This is not to say that that's bad. It's just to say that that's where we spend most of our life, in the mundane moments. And surveys have shown us that over 60% of a person's day is spent doing menial tasks and details. Over 60% of a person's day is spent doing mundane things. So we need to learn how to thrive and to maximize the moments of the mundane because that's where we spend most of our life. How can we maximize those moments, the moments where it's just doing menial tasks and chores, the same thing we do every single day? And just like we have mundane moments. David, young David, he had many mundane moments. In, in fact, the beginning portion of David's life was spent mundane moments because he was a young shepherd boy. And that's what we see in 1 Samuel chapter 16 is that David was this young shepherd boy doing this entry-level job as a shepherd. He was doing the menial tasks. He was kind of forgotten. And this is, you see this come into clarity so much. In fact, David had such a mundane job as a shepherd that his family completely forgot about him. So look at 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse number 6, if you have your Bibles. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when they were come, that he looked on Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. Then Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Shammah to pass by. And he said, Neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, The Lord hath not chosen these. And Samuel said unto uh, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he come hither. So the famous prophet Samuel 
comes to the house of Jesse, which is David's dad. And they didn't know it, but Samuel, the prophet Samuel, was actually looking for the next king of Israel. And so Jesse has all of his sons sit down in front of the great prophet Samuel. And Samuel goes down through the line of all of Jesse's sons to see which one God would choose to be the next king of Israel. And as Samuel's passing down uh, the line of all of Jesse's children, God tells him, no, 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 none of these children will be the next king of Israel. And Samuel asked Jesse, do you have any more children lying around anywhere? And And Jesse actually tells Samuel, yes, as a matter of fact, we have one last child. He's the youngest. His name is David, but you don't really want him because he's the shepherd. He's the guy. And we didn't even think to bring him up here. He's over in the shepherd watching the sheep, but he's not really that important, Samuel. And Samuel says, bring him up here. I'm not going to rest until we see David. David was completely disregarded. He was completely looked over. They didn't even think to make him a part of the rest of the family. That's how disregarded, that's how low they thought of David because of his mundane job. Maybe you stay at home with the kids. Maybe you go to work day in and day out. Maybe you're doing the menial things. Maybe you're going to work to get the bills paid. Maybe you do the thankless jobs every single day, the same job, job after job. These mundane responsibilities and seasons tend us towards discontent and comparison. These mundane seasons can make us think like David's family that we're disregarded, that we're, what we're doing is insignificant, that what we're doing is unimportant. Can I tell you this morning that what you're doing is absolutely important no matter how mundane it is? But oftentimes we can, we can be tempted to think that because that what we do is mundane, it's not important. And we can start to feel discontent in our heart. We can start to think, you know what? I wish I had something better. I'm doing these menial jobs. I'm taking care of the kids day in and day out. I wish I had something better. Why am I not like someone else? And we start to compare as well. Not just discontent, but comparison. We say, well, that person has this job. Why don't I have that job? That person get, gets paid that much. Why don't I get paid that much? That person has that kind of lifestyle. Why don't I have that kind of lifestyle? I'm stuck doing the mundane jobs. And we can start to be tempted to have this attitude of discontent and comparison. Or to think that we're less meaningful, right? We've all come to a point in our life where we were doing the mundane job and we're thinking, you know what? This really isn't amounting to much. I feel insignificant in where God has me in this moment of my life. And we can be tempted towards feeling insignificant. This is what David's family thought towards David. You see, this is is what we need to learn this morning from Psalm chapter 8 and uh, verse number 3 through 5. We'll see the answer to this. What's the answer to the mundane jobs making us feel like we're not as as much as someone else, like we're less meaningful as someone else. What do we do to the temptations of comparison and discontent? We see that Psalm chapter 8 in verse number 3. This is actually David speaking from his days as a shepherd. He says, when I consider the heavens, I love that, when I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him, for thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with glory 
and honor. So as a shepherd, David's mundane job throughout his childhood, as a shepherd, he had many nights, countless nights probably, where he was in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the pastures, watching over his sheep by night. He'd stay up all night watching over his sheep, making sure they were safe. And in those long night hours, he had nothing to do. It was a mundane job. And so what he would do, as you see in Psalm chapter 8, he would just look up into the night sky and he would start to contemplate. And he says, consider the heavens, to think about and, and to look at and to experience the awe and joy of God's creation. How was that possible? Because of the mundane moments he had as a shepherd. You see, don't miss this. Don't miss this. God has filled the mundane with meaning. You may think that your job, your tasks, the things you do that are mundane day in and day out, you may think they don't have meaning. David shows us here that they are full of meaning. David experienced awe and joy in the mundane season of his life, when there's nothing going on, when he felt insignificant, when he had the most entry-level job, that is when he was full of joy. That's when he experienced awe in the moments of mundane. God has filled the mundane with meaning. Don't miss that this morning. Everything you're doing as a parent, as a, uh, as a, as someone going to a job day in and day out, all the things you're doing around the house, all the projects, they are full of meaning. And God wants to show you and give you joy. He wants you to experience awe in those moments, even the most mundane moments of your life. You don't need the new car to feel significant. You don't need the new house. You don't need the new job. You don't need some new thing in your life to feel significant. You can experience joy right where you are in the mundane moments of your life right now, today. God wants you to experience joy. Everything you need to experience joy, God has put right in front of you, right where you are this morning. The answer is not to escape the mundane, but to find the joy that God has put inside of the mundane. And he has. It's like, um, it's like some of the walks that me and my wife have started to take on this little trail. It's not even a nice trail near our apartment. It's this little nature trail. And because we're, we're walking it and we're not running it like we usually do, we're just, we're just walking it, just a mundane little trail and a mundane little walk. You know what we've noticed? You know what I've noticed? That when I'm doing this walk and I'm, I'm walking it slowly, I see the things that I would normally just look over. I see that those things are full of beauty. I can look at the little weeds and I say, wow, these things are beautiful little things. I know that sounds very sentimental to you probably, but it's just, it's just where I'm at, okay? We're in quarantine. That's just what I have to deal with. And I'm on this little walk and I see that the clouds and the sky and the flowers and I hear the sounds of the birds and the frogs and I can smell the, the, the smells of the trees and I'm filled with awe and joy at the creation around me. That joy was always there. It was there in the busy season. It was there when I'm, I was running the trail. But when I stopped and took a mundane walk, I was able to see and sense and experience the joy that God had already placed and embedded in those things. You know, in the mundane parts of your life, the chores, the responsibilities, the tasks, the projects, the jobs, the commute, God's placed, he's embedded joy for you to find in all of those things. 
You see, when you're, when you're cleaning, when you're commuting, when you're on a project, David says, consider. You see that word? He says, consider the heavens. Consider what God's given you. Consider the joy in that moment. Consider the beauty that God's put in that moment. When you're cleaning up around the house, consider the joy that God's put in that moment. When you're commuting to work every single morning, instead of getting mad at everybody, look out at the mountains and consider what God has put there for you. When you're going around your house and doing all the tasks that you'll always do, look around at the house God's given you. Consider the great things he's already put into your hands and the joy he's already embedded into that moment. You see, David learned and experienced joy. When you're doing the same chore or responsibility you always do, consider and find the joy that God's put in that moment. In Psalm 8.3, David learned to experience joy in the mundane moments and from the awe and joy of the mundane. But David also learned something about himself. Do you catch that? In verse number four and five, he ends up saying that they, that he is crowned, that, that mankind is crowned with glory and honor. Why? Why does he say that mankind is crowned with glory and honor? You know why? Because he learned because he learned that God has given us the responsibilities of all creation. When he looked up at the stars, he said, well, look at the great things that God has made. Look at the stars, the moon, the sun, and the entire universe that God has created. Look at all of this splendor. And then he concluded, well, God has given us responsibility for all of these things. So then he also concluded, God has crowned us with glory and honor because He's given us responsibility over all these things. You know the responsibilities that God has given you? It is an indicator of how much He values you. It's an indicator that He has crowned you with glory and honor. Mundane responsibilities are indicators of how much God loves you. That task you do every single day that's mundane... That's God saying to you, you're valued. That job that you have day in and day out, that commute you have day in and day out, that responsibility he's put in your hands, that's God saying, that's how much I value you. I am putting this responsibility into your lap, into your hands, into your heart, and into your life. I value you. You know, it's like a a parent entrusting a child for the first time with a responsibility, a big responsibility. And the child, you ever done this to to your young child? You give them a responsibility they never had before and they're all excited about it. They're like, oh, I can't believe I get to mow the lawn. And little do they know that in two weeks they're going to hate mowing the lawn, but right now it's this new responsibility. I can mow the lawn or I can wash the dishes for the very first time. I can mow the lawn for the very first time. This is awesome. Why do they feel that sense of honor? in glory because they've been given a responsibility. You know the responsibilities that God's given you, even the the most mundane ones, it is an indicator that your heavenly father values you. The mundane responsibilities are God's way of whispering to your heart very quietly. You are valuable beyond measure. And this is what we see from David's mundane days as a shepherd. You have to change the oil in your car. Look at it this way. God's given you a car. 
That's the responsibility he's given you. That's how much he values you. God's given you a house. It's not you just, you have to, you have all the projects on the house. No, 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 no. God's given you a house. That's how much he values you. You have to clean up after the kids. God's entrusted to you beings that are made in his own image. How much does that say about how God values you? You say, I have all these responsibilities. Yes, and these are all indicators that you are worth something to God. You see, the mundane responsibilities are indicators that God actually loved us. And we think the exact opposite. We think all the mundane tasks and responsibilities, we think that is, oh, I am not worth anything. I am insignificant. What I'm doing doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. It's small. God's saying it's the exact opposite. All these things that you do day in and day out that I've given you, those are indicators that you're worth something to me. Those are indicators that you are entrusted with this responsibility. And that's what David learned in those days as a shepherd. This is what David teaches us about our mundane moments. This is the meaning in the mundane. Now, let's look at what else David's mundane moments teach us in 1 Samuel chapter 13. This is good. This is interesting. Look at verse Samuel chapter 13, verse number 14. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. This is what Samuel, the prophet Samuel, is saying to King Saul. The Lord hath sought him a man after his own heart, and the Lord hath commanded him to be captain over his people, because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. So the reason the prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house in the first place, don't miss this, the whole reason the prophet Samuel went to Jesse's house in the first place, David's dad's house in the first place, is because Samuel was looking for a new king. Because God was going to replace the current king, King Saul, who was an evil king at this point. He used to be good. Now he's turned bad. God's replacing him. He's going to bring in and usher in a new king. And that's what Samuel was telling the king in 1 Samuel chapter 13. Samuel told Saul that God was preparing a new king who would have a heart for God. Do you know what that means? All the way back in 1 Samuel 13, God is telling Samuel... I am preparing David all the way back here, even as he is still just a little mundane shepherd. God used David's days as a mundane shepherd to prepare him to be the next king of Israel. You see that 1 Samuel 13? God's taking the days. When this happens in 1 Samuel 13, David's still a shepherd. He's still just a young boy, barely a teenager. And God says way back there, I'm already preparing a person. You know the mundane responsibilities you have? You know all the things that you think are tedious and insignificant? God's preparing you in those days. God's preparing you for something better. God is shaping you in the mundane. God is is molding you in the mundane in those moments. God has something great he's preparing for your life. Some of the most important individuals in all the Bible spent years and decades of their life in mundane work before they ever did something that was miraculous or something ever big happened in their life. For years, Joseph, you guys remember the story of Joseph? For years, Joseph was just a lowly housekeeper and a prisoner before he became the prince of Egypt. Forty years Four decades, Moses was just a mundane shepherd in the wilderness before he ever went back to Egypt to become the leader of Israel. For 100 years, get this, 100 years, Noah was building an ark 
day in and day out before the flood ever came. For three decades, Jesus was just a lowly carpenter before he ever began his earthly ministry. God is molding you in the mundane. God's shaping you in the mundane. If he took years and decades to shape Joseph, the prince of Egypt, Moses, the king, the leader of Israel, Noah, the the man who brought us through the flood, Jesus himself, if he took years to mold them in the mundane, why are we despising the mundane? We should say, God, you have brought this into my life. You're shaping me. You're shaping me. You're molding me in the mundane. And this has been brought into clarity for me recently because uh, my wife Amanda has been uh, on a bread kick, as perhaps many are right now. Right now, she's she's gotten into making sourdough bread, and and I didn't realize how much work this actually takes. How much boring work, as a matter of fact, that this takes. This takes like almost a week to get two loaves of bread. Two loaves of bread takes a week of work if you want sourdough bread. Every day, you have to take a little bit of uh, your, your mix out, put some new in, uh, two times a day. The very last day, you're kneading the dough, you're pounding it, you're hitting it, you're letting it rise, you're putting it in the refrigerator, you're taking it out, you're putting it in the oven for a little bit, you're taking it out, you're kneading it, you're doing all of these things. All of these things that I thought to myself at first, that looks like boring work. That's mundane. What are you doing that for? How about we just go get a loaf of French bread from Albertsons? It was made this morning, but she made, and you know what? When it came out of the oven, piping hot, risen and looking beautiful, you know what it tasted like? It tasted like nothing you could get from the Albertsons or the Barons or the store. That's what God is doing in the mundane moments. He's needing you. He's just, he's preparing you. He's putting in a little bit. He's taking out a little bit. He's giving you this mundane task, taking away that task, giving you this task. He's molding us, shaping us, needing us in the mundane moments of our life. You see, this is what God is trying to tell us this morning. This is an important part of your life. All the mundane moments, taking care of the kids, commuting to work every day, doing the jobs around the house, taking care of the bills. These are all things that God is using in your life to prepare you. The Christian life doesn't rest its hope in big moments of change. So one author tells us. Instead, the transforming work of grace is more of a mundane process. Even the Christian life doesn't happen big overnight, often. It's a mundane process. That's the same thing in our life. It's a mundane process, but it's a process God has ordained and he's working through in your life. It's like, uh, you guys remember the, the movie, The Karate Kid? It's classic, right? Classic 80s movie. The karate kid, Mr. Miyagi, he goes and uh, he goes up to Daniel's son because Daniel's son wants to learn karate. Daniel's son, he tells Mr. Miyagi, I want to learn karate. So Mr. Miyagi tells him, okay, what I want you to do is get some wax, go to my car, and I want you to wax my car. And this is how you're going to do it. You're going to wax on, you guys remember this, and you're going to wax off. All day long, you're going to wax my car, you're going to wax off on, you're going to wax off. And Daniel's son thought to himself, this is the stupidest thing I've ever done in my life. This is the most mundane job. What am I doing this for? And he paints, paints his uh, fence up and down, up and down. Eventually, he goes to Mr. Miyagi. He says, why am I doing this? Mr. Miyagi tells him, when you're learning wax on, wax off, when you're learning to paint up and down all those long hours, it's actually preparing you for the karate class. It's actually preparing you for what you really want to learn. You know what God's telling us? 
just to learn, just learn in the mundane. Just keep at it. Stay faithful to God. Stay faithful to family. Stay faithful to your responsibilities in the mundane. God's molding you. He's preparing you. You may have to do every single day. You have to do the wax on. You have to do the wax off. You have to do the wax on. It's like kneading dough. Every day God's doing that to you. Every day you're getting the mundane tasks. God's preparing you for something in your life. Embrace the mundane moments of your life. Don't disregard them. Don't think yourself less than you are significant. God's molding you. Embrace those moments. What is it in your life that you're, you're kind of disregarding? What is that tedious task, that mundane task you're saying, God, I wish I didn't embrace that this morning. Embrace that thing in your life. So embrace the moments of mundane. Take the mundane responsibilities in the mundane seasons and pursue them. Pursue them the way God wants you to, to the best of your ability. Thank God for the responsibilities in your life that are mundane. The never-ending responsibilities, thank God for it. The thankless responsibilities, thank God for it. The unseen responsibilities, thank God for those things. And this is what David would, this is what David would one day learn. This is what he would learn because soon after David was anointed by Samuel, he went to see his brothers at the battlefront. Soon after David's anointed, he goes to the battlefront. Where, where the armies of Israel were, were fighting the armies of the Philistines. And as David goes, this still, the shepherd boy, right? Mundane shepherd. As he goes to, goes to the battlefront where all of his brothers are to see how they're doing, he notices that the armies of Israel haven't moved forward in a while. They've stagnated. They're, they're living in fear. Why? Because the great giant Goliath has presented himself to the armies of Israel. And all the armies of Israel at this battlefront where David was, they were too afraid to go after Goliath. He's this giant. He's this great man. They didn't want to. And so David sees this. And he says, I'm going to go after that giant. Look at this in 1 Samuel chapter 17. This has everything to do with David's mundane job as a shepherd. Look at this. Verse number 34, uh, 34 and 35. He's talking to King Saul at the battlefront. And, this, and David said to Saul, this is what David says to the king, thy servant, watch this, kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, you imagine that, and smote him and slew him. David said, moreover, watch this, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion when I was just a mundane shepherd, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. You see this? The mundane, menial job had prepared David for this exact moment. You see, David the shepherd is what made David the giant killer possible. See, what David learned as a shepherd allowed him to flourish on the battlefield. What David learned on the sheep field allowed him to flourish on the battlefield. You see, we flourish later because of the mundane now. Everything you're doing now, all the tedious jobs, all the mundane tasks, all the mundane responsibilities you do day in and day out that nobody ever sees or thanks you for, those are preparing you to flourish later on down the road. You see, this is what God is teaching us we flourish later because of the mundane now. The job you go to day in and day out, the things you do for the kids, the house you clean, the food you prepare, the projects you undertake, the upkeep you make, 
God will use all those things to flourish your life and to flourish your family and to flourish your relationships. You may not see it now, but everything you're doing right now that you think nobody else sees, God's going to bless your children one day because they're going to see that example. God's going to bless your relationship with your spouse. God's going to bless the relationships in your life. God's going to bless your family. He's going to flourish you later because of everything that you are sacrificing now that no one else sees in your life. God's going to flourish you. You in the sheep field is going to allow you to flourish on the battlefield one day. That's what David learned in this story. The things you do that no one else sees, God sees it. He's aware of it. He's going to bless your life. So don't give up on those things. Your mundane matters. Don't miss that this morning. Your mundane matters. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, you're going to need to tell yourself that. Your mundane matters. When you're getting kids ready for school up from home, your mundane matters. When you're commuting tomorrow, your mundane matters. When you're doing the projects tomorrow, your mundane matters. Later on, when you're doing something through the house, doing a task, your mundane matters to God. Your mundane matters to your family. And God's going to bless those things in your life. I remember uh, years ago, and I had some work on a peach tree, work landscaping. So we worked on a peach tree, this little baby peach tree. You know, for all the years I was there, this little baby peach tree, we never saw really that much fruit from that little baby peach tree. Every year, we would, we would prune it, we'd take care of it, we'd make sure it's watered, we'd do all the mundane tasks. And after a couple of years of watching this fruit tree, I'd say, man, what are we doing all this work for? This thing's not growing. But by the time that I finished that job, that little peach tree had grown up into a fruitful little peach tree. That little peach tree that we put all that work and time and effort into that never produced anything, eventually by the time I left, all those years later, that little peach tree was finally starting to produce fruit. That's what God's message is for us today. All the mundane tasks you're doing for days and weeks and months and years, it matters and it's gonna flourish one day. So the question is, will you decide to stick with it in the mundane? Will you realize your mundane matters?